Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hello, and welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen, and I'm joined today by Siri Payne. Siri, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I am excited. You are the first repeat back to the show guest on the Mom's Life Made Simple podcast. And and we've podcasted on my previous podcast before. So it is super fun to have you back and glad that you're here. Uh, For those who don't remember, Siri is a time and productivity coach. She is a coach I've worked with personally and can vouch for that she will help you just get to the heart of what you need to work out. She specifically helps women entrepreneurs balance business and life so they can have the time to enjoy the life they are so busy creating. And that is a fantastic way to help people. I love it. And I'm excited for you to be on the podcast today in the month of January when we're talking about creating our world through our thoughts. Specifically, um, this month, the challenge that we're all working on is using our thoughts to create the life that we want. And for listeners who haven't heard the first episode in January, go back and check that out because you're going to want to figure out what you are doing in the month of January to work on your thoughts. This is really an individual challenge to figure out what's going to help you. And so today, Siri is really going to help us by diving into the why. And she is a master at this from her training at the Life Coach School. She knows her stuff, and she's going to teach us about thoughts. So to start off, Siri, I would love for you to just dive in with this question. Why do our thoughts matter? Oh, this is such a fun one. I'm so excited to answer it. So our thoughts, right? That's what we think. That really creates the feeling that we have inside of us. So from that feeling, then we act, right? So then those actions, what we do, or maybe even what we don't do, that produces our results. So that was kind of wordy. So let me walk you through it a little bit. Okay. So um, this can be kind of like an application workshoppy type podcast for this quick little minute, but I want you to think about a person that maybe you struggle to connect with, right? I want you to think about a person that maybe you would say you don't like very much, maybe a person you don't appreciate or a person that you think is like hard or difficult to have around or to get along with. Okay, so I want you to think for a second about that person. Maybe you can pause the podcast if you really want to like do this with as much gusto as as you desire, but think about that person and think about what you think about them, right? So are you thinking thoughts like they cause a lot of problems, right? Are you thinking thoughts like they don't do anything I ask, right? Maybe you're thinking they don't follow the rules. They push my buttons, You might be thinking they um, don't pull their weight, right? Or they never have anything kind to say, or they don't try very hard. Okay, so I want you to stop if you don't have your thought, but do you have your thought, right, that you might be thinking? And here's where what I just explained to you plays out is when you think that thought about that person, how does that make you feel? Okay. So if you think that thought that you have in your mind, do you feel bugged, annoyed, frustrated, hopeless, irritated, angry, right? Some of those thoughts. And when you feel that way, how are you going to act towards them? 
So I kind of like thought for myself, okay, if I'm feeling bugged by someone, I might ignore them. Or I remember when my kids would bug me, then I would push their buttons back, right? Like if they were crying <laughs> loud, I would be like, you know, blah, right? And try to like push their buttons back. Or if you're annoyed, maybe you yell at someone, maybe you talk badly about them, or maybe, you know, you just, I don't know, right? Think about what you do when you're annoyed, when you're frustrated or angry or irritated, right? I know that I might like withdraw, right? And not really talk with them. I might avoid them. I might yell at them. Maybe I say mean things, right? So if there's a person that you struggle to connect with because you have the thought that they cause a lot of problems and then you feel frustrated because you think they're causing problems, then that's where the actions are. What are you doing, right? Do you ignore them? Do you yell at them? Do you talk about them? Do you act sharp towards them? Do you slam cupboards or doors, right? Something like that. And so the result that you're going to create from that thought that you think they cause a lot of problems is you too are going to be causing problems towards the connection that you want to have, right? Because that thought that they cause problems, it gives you the results that you're causing problems too, right? Because if you're slamming doors or yelling at them or, or avoiding them or ignoring them, those are all going to directly connect or directly affect the connection that you have. So it's difficult to have the result of feeling connected to someone or with something, right? When you're acting sharp, when you're yelling, when you're ignoring, when you're avoiding. And so that's kind of like why our thoughts are so powerful is they create the experiences that we have. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. I had an experience a long time ago with a person who drove me crazy, right? I just was bugged all the time. So as you were explaining this, that's kind of, I was thinking back to that and nothing with that person changed. I changed and all I changed was my thought. And I really, I gave them grace. Like, instead of like, that's so annoying, which was the go-to thought before it was like, oh, they, that's, that's how they are. Like they're trying, they're doing their best, whatever. I shifted that thought and it changed everything in the relationship. So I love that example because I think that for me, definitely I can see that. And, you know, I think that it's an easy one to put ourselves as an experiment even, right? Because you can do this on the down low, not letting the other person know and just see what changes in that relationship. So I really like that. So with the model that you just went through, the the thoughts, feelings, actions, results that you went through, what does that teach us about our thoughts? Well, I think a lot of it is it teaches us that what we focus on grows right? Because the more you're thinking those things, like, you know, the person's annoying, they become more annoying. It teaches us that our thoughts are powerful, right? They have meaning and they have energy. I think it's also teaching us is what we think is a direct result or a direct correlation to the results that we experience in life. Yeah, for sure. And you know, that's so interesting because I think that's a missing piece often we skip over that. Like my circumstances determine my results, missing out on this whole piece of my thoughts are actually a bigger determining factor of what's happening in my life than just the circumstances. And that's how you see people who rise up from poverty or really rough beginnings 
they can change their whole lives around. And that comes through thoughts. It wasn't the circumstances, right? It's the way that they think about those circumstances. So along those lines, how do we go then from thinking something negative, whether that's about another person, whether that's about our background, whether that's about something that happened to us, going from thinking something negative because it feels true, right? To then changing that to thinking something more constructive. Yeah, this is a great question. Can I first like remind us like the process is going to take time, right? It's not going to be like automatic because we have so much changing thoughts, conditionings, right? Um, and I think how we do that is become aware of like what we're truly thinking and also just noticing to practice the thoughts. But it's very worth it because as we have talked about, it really does exchange, it it really does change how we experience life, right? Yeah. So let me, and I can show you, let me share this again with you as we kind of, cause this is like, if you, this is the first time you've heard it, it's sometimes like, okay, that makes totally sense, but really like how, like, I don't get it. Right. So let yeah. me show you a little bit of how the practicing can happen, like what that would look like. So I'm going to tell you a little something about my husband. So first of all, I want you guys to know that he is seriously the best, right? I literally adore him so much. And I think he's really, really funny, right? He is a very, very hard worker. Um, he actually bought me the best Christmas present this last, this past Christmas. And it was exactly what I wanted, right? My husband gets up early every single morning and he gets lots of extra work completed. So as I tell you that about my husband, I'm curious, are you guys thinking, well, of course you love and adore him, right? He sounds amazing, right? You might be thinking he sounds perfect, right? Like you're so lucky. But let me tell you a little bit more about my husband, right? That husband that's funny, he makes the dumbest jokes, especially <laughs> like in times of high stress. So for example, if we are frantically looking something that's important, right? And we're kind of stressed, we, we're just, we don't know where it's at and we're going to be late for work and he'll go, oh, there it isn't, right? And you think that maybe he found it, right? <laughs> that really, really good Christmas present that he bought me that I absolutely loved. I told him that I wanted new running shoes. And he said, awesome, go buy the pair that you like best. And he had a daughter wrap them up and put them under the tree, right? He is a very hard worker, as I mentioned, but he works at least like 80 hours a week. And so when the kids were little, that made him around not very often for carpool, right? Or for like important kid conversations, right? And because he works so hard, sometimes he would like go to bed early at nighttime or not stay up with me, right? When the kids needed to come home and wait, wait for them to come home, right? He, I was always kind of up doing that alone. Um, he takes out the trash without being asked, right? That's an amazing thing about my husband. I don't know if I said that, but which is very true that he does, but he takes out the trashes even when they're not full. And he takes out the trashes often when I'm busy trying to clean up the kitchen or cook. So I go to throw something away and there's nothing there to throw it away in, right? <laughs> so now I have a question is, does he sound just as amazing to you, right? Or did you change your mind a little bit, right? Do you think, huh, he's not that perfect. He doesn't buy your Christmas gifts. He takes the trash out the wrong time. He doesn't help with carpool, Right. So before it sounds like I'm bashing on my husband, I, I really do have a point to this. And I promise you, he gave me permission to share this, but my husband that is amazing. And I have also had those negative thoughts about him most likely on the daily. I'm sure. Right. In right. our 20th right. marriage, <laughs> but those thoughts are like my thoughts, right? 
And when I focus on those second set of thoughts that I told you about, and when I focus on them, I don't feel as much love towards him. And so what I try to remind yourself, remind my clients or ourselves, is that first set of thoughts, they're also true. And so the second set of thoughts, those things that are bugging me, he's not doing any of those things on purpose, right? He's not trying to make me mad. He's not trying to create tension or trying to be, you know, like annoying, right? In fact, he's really doing most of them out of the best intention and he's mostly doing them out of love, right? He's trying to be the best person that he can be. So what we can take away, I hope from this example is noticing the story that you're telling yourself about like the person that you possibly brought up in the podcast, right? Are you telling yourself that they take out the trash at the worst times, right? Or are you telling yourself like you are thankful for the fact that they're trying to help? right? What does your version of the story and how does that version make you feel about the person that you're thinking about? Right? So, cause here's, what's funny is my husband could be going bragging to his buddies, right? He could be like, man, I'm literally like the best husband. I take the trash out every day and my wife doesn't ever have to remind me. Right? And then I'm over here telling you guys, my husband takes out the trash when they aren't even full. And it's so annoying because he takes out the trash when I'm trying to clean the kitchen or cook dinner. And so then I turn around and there's no trash there. And it's so inconvenient. <laughs> and here's what's fun about this is both stories are totally true. Yeah. Right. And so that's like what we look for, what we focus on, we will find. I love that so much because especially that that piece that you just brought out, both stories are true because I think it's really easy to tell ourselves when we're in that, uh, he, I'm trying to throw something away and there's no liner in the trash can. And when we're in that moment, that's what feels the most true to us. And we almost have a hard time arguing against that thought. If someone told me in that moment, like, no, he's not annoying. He's just trying to help. If I'm not ready to hear that or believe that, if all I can see is my own, you know, annoyance that there's no liner in the trash can, then that feels more true. And I want to push the other idea away. And yet to accept both ideas as true then gives us a choice, right? We don't have to say, well, it's one or the other. And if it's one or the other, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. He's annoying and end of story. But if we can say what you just said, that they're both true, that becomes a really powerful choice we get to make. It allows us to choose what do I want to think in this case about my husband? What do I want this relationship to be like? Do I want to choose to see the good here or not. And really, I would say whether we're talking about relationship, whether we're talking about ourselves, whether we're talking about our, you know, body image, whatever, see the good probably is the the underlying, you know, factor there for all of them. Do I choose to see the good? So that's tricky because we have thoughts. We are used to having certain thoughts over and over. You mentioned earlier, we need to become aware of what we're thinking. And I think even that's hard. So I want to go into now, if we're stuck in a pattern of thinking, how do we actually change that pattern? How do we change our thoughts? Yeah. So I think the first one is you, as you mentioned, sometimes we're not aware. So you need, so what I do with my clients is I help them discover what they are currently thinking about a situation and then I help them connect the dots to what result that thinking is creating for them, 
right? So they can say like, when you think my husband is so annoying because he takes the trash out when I'm in the middle of cooking dinner, then I can say, okay, you, I mean, we get to think whatever we want. And I say, when you think that, then, you know, what is the result, right? And the result is you're disconnected with your husband or you're not thankful for what he does, or we start to nitpick him, right? Or we start to think bad things about him. And you're like, do do you want that result, right? Do you want to resent him? Do you want to be annoyed with him, right? And if they're like, yes, then we're like, great, then just keep thinking that thought, right? But if they're like, no, I really don't want to, right? Then Then that's when we can decide, okay, what else do we want to be thinking? So we connect the dots first, right? So you can see that how this thinking is happening. And I do want to like really preface this though. This isn't about ignoring behavior, right? This isn't about pretending like things aren't happening, right? Like that, okay, well, I'm just going to pretend like he doesn't do this, but it's just becoming aware of what you are making that behavior mean, right? And, and what you are making it mean that those things are happening, right? So it's like when my husband does that, if you're making it mean he's annoying, right? Or you're just making it mean he just doesn't understand, that I'm in the middle of cooking and having my trash bag is, is gone is hard. So I can just tell him like, I appreciate you taking out the trash. Do you mind doing it after we eat dinner? And then that's when he does it when you're <laughs> in the middle of cleaning up. So then you're like, I appreciate you doing that. Can you do it after we're all done? Right. We can still make requests. It doesn't mean we just have to be like, okay, he gets to just do whatever he wants and takes out the trash whenever he feels like it. And we have to have, you know, the hard time. So that's kind of what I notice your thoughts, right? Become aware of them. Right. And then decide, do you want to keep thinking them? I do. Do you like the results that they're creating? So for example, like I work with women all the time, as you mentioned, right. To help them balance business and motherhood together. And so they come to me often thinking they're tired. They're frustrated with their circumstances, right. They're frustrated with their kids. Their business isn't maybe growing as much as they want and they feel very overwhelmed and stuck. Right. And so then I'm going to ask them, what is causing you to feel overwhelmed? So maybe that's something you can ask yourself is when you're feeling a feeling, you may not be aware of what the thought is, like what you're thinking. Right. But you know how you're feeling sometimes and just say, okay, what is causing me to feel this way? Right. Annoyed. I'm so annoyed with him, but why? Right. So if I have a client and say, what's, what's, what's causing you to feel overwhelmed? They might say kind of two things. These are like the, the subtle, like, I guess, connection between most of them is like, I don't have time to do what I want. Or they might say like, everything feels really hard and I don't know how to get it all done. Right. So those are like some common themes. And so I just show them how that thinking affects them. And here's how it could. And take this with a grain of salt, because if you've never heard the model before, this might be like, but wait, that's totally true, isn't it? So if they say, I don't have time, um, to do what I want, or everything feels hard and I don't know how to get it all done. Those thoughts just alone are caught or like contributing to the problem because they are spending time thinking about how it feels hard, right? They are spending time thinking or spending time worrying about their lack of time. They're spending time complaining, right? Either in a session to me, to their husband, to their kids, to their friend, to whoever will listen, they're complaining about their lack of time. And so just just in that little subtle example, all of those things are using their time, but they're not using them in a way that helps them get the results that they want. Okay. So it's possible to change your thoughts and feel better about your time. And then when you change your thoughts and feel better about your time, then you might start using it wisely. And so if you have the thought, like, I don't have time to do what I want. 
I might help them discover a new thought that they can try on, right? A new thought that they can believe. And I want you to notice that we want you to create a thought that you can believe mostly, or it like almost feels true, because if it doesn't, it's not going to do you any good. So I might say, do you want to maybe focus on the thought that um, I make time to work on what I value? Right? Instead of like, I don't have enough time, or I focus on doing things that I prioritize with my time. Or here's one I really like to share with them is I don't have to do it all right now. I can just focus on one thing at a time. Because usually that's what it is, is they just kind of want to get everything done right now. And if you just yeah. focus on one thing, or if you have the thought like, right, that everything I want to do feels hard and I don't know how to get it all done. Um, I can help them maybe decide to think about a thought like when I focus on my priorities, I get done what I desire. Or sometimes it feels hard, but when I honor my schedule, I get more done. Or when I schedule my day, it feels less hard and I get more completed. So it's not negating that life is hard or that you feel busy. It allows you to have space for that, but it also allows you to have space that you have power to change some of that. Okay. And so we just have to practice it, right? Even when it feels true, we just have to practice. But is there something else that I could say? Because if your brain, if you said something like, here's one, I'm like, I have all the time in the world to do whatever I want, right? <laughs> and if you changed and you went to going, I don't have enough time to have all the time in the world, your brain's going to laugh at you. Your brain's going to tell you you're crazy. And because your brain wants to be right, it's going to actually go find all the ways why that thought isn't true. Right. Because right? it wants to stay right. So I just when when I work with clients or what I'm telling you guys, I really urge you or really encourage you to select a thought that you can believe. Right. And then what I what I do is I call them like the ladder thoughts. And so you just kind of practice your thought and keep going as get the highest thought you can think that will help you that you can believe. Right. That will help you achieve the greatest results that you want to achieve. So for me, I truly believe that I have all the time in the world to do whatever I want, right? And I truly believe that, but not everyone's going to get there right away. But it's also because I believe that I know my priorities and I use my time in helping me achieve my priorities and my priorities are what I truly want to be doing. And so because I believe those thoughts... I believe that I have all the time in the world to do what I want with it, which is really true for all of us, but we don't believe that because of all of the things that are going on. But really, if we stop and think about it, what we're doing with our time is probably what we would be choosing to do with our time. We just have to realize, oh, that's my priority and that's really what I want to do. So it just takes practice, right? And it takes just reminding yourself and we're human. And so our brain is going to forget sometimes we have, so when we get tired or stressed or hungry, right? We're going to kind of go back to that default thinking. But one of my favorite quotes, I think it's um, Martin Luther King who said it, but I'm not entirely sure. It says, you can keep a bird from flying over your head or sorry, you cannot keep a bird from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. <laughs> and so that's where those thoughts are important, right? They're going to come to us. And then do we want to believe them? Do we want to grab onto them? Do we want to like make them make our life harder? Or do we want to hear the thought, see the thought, right? Recognize it and just let it go like a bird over our head. And so that's kind of the practice is when we're trying to change our thoughts is right there. I love that. And I love that quote. That's really fun. Um, it really speaks to what is in our control and what isn't in our control, right? So thoughts may come to us just that quick before we've had a chance to really choose them. 
but we can choose to reject it at that point instead of let it build a nest. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to pick out of what you said, which one is um, you were talking about circumstances that first of all, we don't have to just live with. So if, if our husband is doing something with the trash, we can have a constructive conversation with him. I think the, the, what most of us do, I think most of us, that is our default mode, whether that's in a nice way or not in a nice way, that's a, a subject for another day. But most of us try so hard to change the circumstances without ever realizing there's this other layer that we have full control over because you can have a conversation with someone about their behavior and it may or may not go well and it may or may not change and you think sometimes oh my gosh i've told my husband only take the trash out when i'm done and he's not doing it and you know and then this this whole story builds on but there's a whole extra choice in there which is i get to choose what i think about it regardless of if he changes or not um, and then the other piece that I wanted to pull out that I really liked that you mentioned is thoughts that you can believe, because I think that's where a lot of us go wrong. We think, I know for me, you know, if you try to, if you're having a struggle with a thought and then you try to do a total 180, your mind just rejects it. Like, no, that's not true. I've been living in this totally opposite thought for a long time and I'm sticking to that and I believe that's true. And so this idea of climbing the ladder of what's the next best thing, um, I call that a bridge thought, right? The same idea though of you can go from where you are now to a little bit closer to where you want to be. It needs to be both believable and true. Um, and so it might not be the full iteration of it, but it's heading there. And so I like that. Um, now, all of this has been so good. I want to make sure we tie it into self-care. So how are thoughts and mindset work and all the things that we've talked about today related to self-care? I think that our thoughts, you know, what you think about yourself and even other people, but let's say ourselves for right now, I think that is actually the first form of self-care, right? If you're thinking things such as, you know, you're kind, and maybe you have to use the word sometimes, you're kind sometimes, right? You're trying right? You're human and humans make mistakes, right? If you're thinking, I am proud of you, or if you tell yourself, you know what, you are so good at this thing, right? And then fill in the blank. So if your thoughts are tender, if you can make, if they can be gentle and loving, right? I think that is the kindest thing we can do for ourselves, right? And for anyone else. And so I think that is the best form of self-care. So whatever self-care looks like for you, right? That's like a whole nother loaded can of worms. But I believe that self-care is meant to like recharge us, relax us, right? It's meant to give us strength, maybe give us a, a perspective shift, right? It's meant to get us into like a better space, right? And so the, the self-care of our thoughts, I believe is simple. It's free, Right. And it takes very little time when we use our self-care to focus on thinking the best about ourselves and the best about those around us. Mm, that's so good. I, I totally believe that is true. I love it. And I, I think it's the best place to start for sure, for all the reasons that you laid out. I mean, thoughts 
determine everything that comes after. And so thoughts are the most important first step of self-care. Even, even when you think about it, believing that you need self-care or you deserve self-care starts in your thoughts. So there has been so much good stuff in this podcast today. I love all of the the pieces that you've brought out. And there are so many um, just words of wisdom and ways we can apply this. And it's really cool when we're talking about thoughts, you know, it's not this big, long process. We can just try on a new thought and maybe it'll take a while for it to stick, but we can try it out right now. There's nothing holding you back from just experimenting, trying on a new thought. So I encourage all of you to continue on with this month's challenge to keep on working on improving and upgrading and really using your thoughts to create the life that you want. Now, a couple last questions for Siri. So first, where can people find you, work with you, get more information about you? So I'm over on Instagram most often. It's Siri Pain Coaching, C-E-R-I. And then Instagram, that's Instagram. And then let's see, my website and Facebook are also the same name. So wherever you're most active, you can come find me there. Perfect. Okay, we'll link to those. And then as you guys know, for the challenge, the monthly self-care challenge, we have prizes offered by all of our guests. And so Siri is going to tell us what you can win if you are the lucky winner for January. So I am offering a free session with me to just come and allow you to discover whatever goal you may be, and really for whatever you want. But I'm thinking if you have an idea, a goal, a business, right? If you want to structure and balance, whatever, come and and I am offering a free session for you to just really uncover something that you're feeling less than in, right? That you would really like to fix and come um, with me and we will solve that problem for you in our session together. Awesome. Okay, you guys. Good luck with that. That is a real treat and can really help you. If you haven't done coaching before, it will be an amazing, and even if you have, it'll be an amazing experience to just be coached by a master who knows her stuff, who can help you really uncover those things. And I think you'll find a lot of value in that. So Siri, thank you for being here with us. We really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for being here on Mom's Life Made Simple. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. I'm so glad that you're here and I want you to join us for the 2023 Self-Care Challenge. Each month, we will be diving into a different area of simple self-care, learning how to create habits that allow you to make time for yourself. So to join the challenge, go to chanelnielsen.com forward slash self-care 2023. When you join, you'll get access to free downloads that help you to create and track your new habits, as well as a link to the community so that you can discuss and win prizes that the guests are sharing on the podcast. I'm so excited for you to make self-care part of your year in 2023.